Welcome to our semi-weekly Essay for FAs podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors and active investors, including retirement planning, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is the extreme caution investors must employ in their consumption of financial information. The catalyst for this podcast is an article called Confessions of a Financial Journalist, written by a veteran Australian financial journalist named Michael Pasco, and I gratefully acknowledge Seeking Alpha reader Robbo1802 for referring me to it. Pasco opens as follows, and I quote, I have a confession to make. For a quarter of a century, it was my job to provide daily financial market reports of one kind or another. Like all other daily financial market reports, they were mostly rubbish, end quote. Specifically, Pasco comments that the information he conveyed was as meaningful as hearing the weatherman tell you what weather you experienced earlier that day. Quote, I was paid for doing stuff that mostly didn't matter, he says, guiltily adding that it would have not been acceptable for him to write, On the Australian stock market today, nothing much happened, so it's back to you for sport. Pasco says his feelings of guilt over all this noise is the reason he now endeavors to get investors to take a longer-term view, though he admits that, The trouble with repeatedly saying keep perspective is that it gets boring. It's that last line that really struck me and prompts my own confession of sorts, which is my anxiety over being boring. I've also been a journalist for over a quarter of a century, nearly all of that time in the financial domain, but I don't have the same guilt over contributing to noise because I have done my utmost to avoid doing so, possibly with some measure of career risk. This is not a criticism of Pasco. To the contrary, I applaud him for his confession. I've had different jobs and thus different pressures than he, and I've been fortunate to find support to do the kind of work I prefer. In my case, every fiber of my being resists writing about things I consider utterly meaningless, and for that reason, I find myself addressing issues that matter to long-term investment success, such as asset allocation, and I repeat myself a lot. On very rare occasion, I will write on something like individual stocks, rare because I have very little interest in the topic and almost never have anything to say that I think has value on that topic. Yet I consistently find that such topics draw enormously greater reader interest. And thus, at the root of the problem that Pasco and I have contended with is the consumer of information. Just like the Maytag man whose product worked and didn't require his attention, I and Pasco are up against journalists who are always angling for and getting your attention. To what can the matter be compared? Think about your consumption of news stories with polling data during an election. Readers flock to such stories like kids to pixie sticks, though they offer no informational or nutritional value as the case may be. The media source is telling you who is going to win the election, yet only a few people have been polled, they have been reached by phone, not in person, and asked just a few questions. Thus the absence of give and take and facial expressions deprive the pollster of meaningful information about what really are the voters' preferences and what conditions might change them, and of course, subsequent events can easily change voters' calculations. The same dynamic plays out in markets. The media source tells you what stocks are popular or what some famous money manager has picked, which of course is an inherent bias, or tried out futurists who make predictions without any of the nuances that might matter for the investor's portfolio. This noise does not enhance investors' long-term results. Anybody remember 2016? Every poll had Hillary ahead, and by a significant margin, with experts endorsing this conclusion rather strongly. 
This botched forecast was hardly exceptional. 40% of the election polls got the winner wrong in the U.S. midterm elections last November. Yet this is what news and investment consumers focus on, infotainment. And so I will continue to try my best to address issues of importance and, as always, solicit your thoughts and suggestions in this regard. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. And make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.